Read to Lead podcast, episode 116. Hi there, I am Jeff, and this is not the typical uh, podcast episode, no music, uh, no guest, just a brief uh, solo episode with yours truly. And I want to share a little bit about um, what I've experienced recently in the hopes of maybe offering encouragement or help to you if you or someone you know suffers from this issue occasionally as well. And that's the the topic of anxiety. And I even hesitate to mention it here because it's something that I've only been hit with two times that I can think of in the last three years. So I don't believe it to be something that uh, is going to be a problem for me long term. At least I certainly hope that's the case. And it's certainly not something I've been clinically diagnosed as suffering from. But sharing this experience uh, to uh, read to lead listeners on my email list has proven to be um, quite encouraging, and I thought you might benefit from some of that encouragement. If you're not on the email list, uh, you don't know anything about this, which is why I thought it might uh, be a good thing for all of us to come together and and, and share about it a little more openly. Certainly, if, if you're prompted uh, to do so, feel free to shoot me an email, jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. Uh, so just to bring you up to speed, um, a couple of times in the last few years, I have been hit without any sort of idea that this was coming, no warning, with at least two bouts of what I would call anxiety or, or panic attacks, um, and in my case, uh, both instances were in similar scenarios. Both were when I was giving an interview, I was being interviewed by someone on another podcast of all things. <laughs> you wouldn't think that would be a problem for me, uh, especially in light of the fact that I spent two and a half decades in radio, uh, much of that doing uh, a nationally syndicated morning show, talking to thousands of people live at any given time. I get up and speak publicly uh, on a fairly regular basis, and that hasn't proven to be a problem either. Uh, I mean, I get nervous certainly from time to time, but I uh, certainly don't have a problem executing a decent uh, presentation. And so uh, the only thing I could put my finger on when it comes to this is in both instances, I felt like inside that I was on a platform, on a show, uh, on a stage that I did not deserve to be on, that I had not officially earned the right to be on. Not that I had intentionally pulled the wool over anybody's eyes. In fact, I had not sought out either opportunity. They had both come to me. And I had almost said no because of this feeling inside. Uh, but I said yes anyway, because it felt like the opportunities were too good to pass up. Now, there was no warning leading up to either interview that you know, I wasn't nervous and you know, had no kind of indication that that either would be a problem. But as the host was asking their first question, which was something along the lines of share a bit about your background and how you came to do what you're doing today or something like that, you know, a question that no one on the planet is more qualified to answer than me. And while the question was being asked, I froze uh, to the point that there were several seconds of silence, what felt like an eternity, after the host finished asking the question, before I could say anything at all, before I could get anything out of my mouth. And the reason I think it's important to talk about this here is because I had to confess, I think, and have since confessed to one of the two podcast hosts that I lied in that moment, that I lied in that instance. Uh, I, in one case, I feigned a coughing fit 
and turned my microphone off and came back a few seconds later and was able to get through the, the interview. In fact, uh, was able to uh, do just fine and enjoy the process. In the second one, I pretended to have heard a crash in an adjacent room and had to go check on my wife to make sure she was okay. I made that up in the moment. It was a complete lie. I was able to come back a minute or so later, answer the question that I was asked and get through the rest of the interview to the point that the, that the interviewer was talking at the end about how wonderful he thought it was and how great he thought the information I provided was. And I had no problem getting through the rest of it at all. It was just that first moment where I had that just crushing fear, imposter syndrome, whatever you want to call it. And so um, I shared that, as I mentioned, in an email a couple of weeks ago. I've since shared it on a more public platform. I write occasionally for a website called The Good Men Project at goodmenproject.com. And I thought it would be good to share it here on the podcast. In particular, I wanted to share just a couple or maybe three of the emails or a portion of them that I received in response to sharing about this via email a couple of weeks ago. And my hope here again is that if, if you identify with this at all, or you know someone who does, uh, it can help them or encourage them or you. And also just so you know that though I may appear or sound as if I have it all together week in and week out, the, the reality is, is that's not always the case. And I think you need to know that, uh, that, that I'm no better, no different than anybody else. And so one of the emails I want to share is from Tina. And I'm sharing first names only here uh, just to uh, protect identities. Uh, but Tina, toward the end of her email, very, very encouraging. She says, your confession is encouraging, especially to those of us who are trying to make our way in the business of writing and speaking. And this is really powerful what she says. Perfectionism is sometimes believed to be a requirement for credibility. Imperfection and the ability to admit it should give all of us more credibility. Stay the course. Anxiety can be conquered. It will rear its ugly head at the most inopportune times, but remind yourself of your experience in your profession. And if you make a mistake, laugh and use it as an example to others. I thought that was very encouraging and great advice, too, from, from Tina. It's important to note here, too, that if, if you suffer from this and, and it continues, you'll, you'll obviously at some point want to consider seeing your, your primary care physician and, and being evaluated. I don't believe that my situation warrants that at the moment, but just know that yours uh, may if you haven't sought that help already. Uh, Joel also wrote me. Uh, he was one of dozens of people who, who responded to the email that went out, and he says, whenever I am tasked with going in front of a crowd to present, my body physically trembles, and this no matter how well I have prepared. He says, much of the time, I don't even feel overly nervous. To the audience, though, I look visibly nervous, and just knowing I'm doing this creates additional anxiety, and my presentations often bomb. He says, my point here is I can relate to what you shared, as I have a similar, though not the same issue, and knowing you're putting yourself out there and dealing with this type of thing gives me courage to do the same. That is awesome to hear, Joel. Uh, and he ends it by saying, hey, you're doing a great, a great job. Keep it going. I appreciate that very much. Uh, and this last one, a short one from Emily. And uh, she says, thank you for your courage and your bravery. And, and I have to admit, as I said in my article for the Good Men Project that talks about this, before hitting send on that email, I, I was thinking this is either brave or really, really stupid. I'm not sure which. But uh, thankfully, the emails that have come back, I think, have confirmed that it wasn't a stupid 
uh, thing to do. She says, I hope you can be very compassionate and graceful with yourself, Jeff. We're all on a journey of learning. And my favorite part, she says, thanks for giving us all permission to be human. Thank you, Emily. I appreciate that very much. The hope here is to encourage you uh, to help you uh, know that you are not alone if you suffer from this. And if it's uh, at a point where it's you know, debilitating, again, you'll want to consult your physician to find out uh, whether or not uh, medication might be in order. I'm certainly not a doctor and uh, don't pretend to know uh, the best ways uh, to, uh, to handle that, uh, but you'll certainly want to get an expert's advice uh, if, if it's something that you feel is, is making it difficult to, to do the things that you need to do. So thank you for listening. I hope that this has been helpful to you. And if you want to chat about it further, again, you can write me, Jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Yes, I do for the next episode of the Read to Lead podcast.